looking to learn more on how to build wealth through real estate? You're in the right place. Welcome to the Make Money Make Sense podcast with Dante Belmonte. Each episode, we have the privilege to bring you a professional in the real estate world. One that will help you become a top investor, whether that's a passive role or managing the day-to-day. Let's jump right in. Welcome back, everyone, to Make Money Make Sense. I'm your host, Dante Belmonte. This week, I'm riding solo as host, as my co-host, DJ, is out on vacation. But this week, we've got a phenomenal guest. We've got Antoine Martel with Martel Turnkey. And he's going to talk to us about his phenomenal turnkey business now. He's been able to scale it so well. Hope you guys do take away some value from this show, as I hope you do every week. If you are enjoying the show, head over to Apple Podcasts, give us a five-star rating, write us a review as it helps us out tremendously. Let's get into the episode. All right, guys. Welcome to the show. Today's guest, we've got Anton Martel in the hot seat. Anton, how are you doing today? Very good. How are you? Doing well. Doing well. Glad to have you here. Um, So you're with Martel Turnkey. Uh, great company you guys have over there. I checked you guys out, looked at some of your stuff. We met online, really impressed with what you guys were doing. So wanted to have you on the show. Uh, why don't you go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. So my name is Anton Martel. I'm 25 years old. I live in Los Angeles, been investing for the past five or six years. Um, been investing out of state from the get-go. So again, I live in Los Angeles. While I was in college, I realized I didn't want to graduate and go work for somebody else. I wanted to invest in real estate. And I knew that because I went to a, a real estate seminar while I was in college and I kind of got addicted after that, where I like moved all my classes to the nighttime from like 5 to 10 p.m. And during the day, I was networking and cold calling agents and property management companies across the country. Um, and through that, I was able to build a team in Memphis, Tennessee, started analyzing deals, found on, found some deals. And, uh, my dad had around 40,000 bucks saved up. He was looking to invest that into real estate so that he can leave his job, et cetera. And so we ended up buying a house in Memphis for 35 grand, renovated it for five grand, and then did a cash out refinance a couple months later, um, for like 55,000 bucks or something silly like that. And pulled the money out. And then I was like, oh my God, I can. And that was just a couple months before graduating. And then I was like, all right, I'm going to keep doing this after graduating. Went to my dad, hey, let me keep building the family portfolio. Sure, let's do it. Graduated May 2017. And then by the end of the year, we had around 10 single family homes in Memphis, Tennessee. So we're going pretty quickly. Um, Then from there, we were kind of, our money was tapped out because not every burr or refinance that you do works out. And so we had 10 houses, we were kind of tapped out of money. And then we were like, all right, what do we do now? And people started reaching out to us to invest in real estate out of state. And then that's when kind of the light bulb went off about the turnkey business. It was like, oh, wow, we can actually take this product that we have. We don't need to refinance it. We have another exit strategy now, which is sell it to friends and family for cash flow. So then that started a whole business model where now we go buy houses, single family homes, renovate them, rent them out put a property management company in place and then resell those homes to our clients, help our clients get financing, insurance, property management, all that good stuff. Um, so yeah, that's what we've been doing. We, again, that was like kind of January, 2018 when Martel Turnkey started. Since then we've done close to 300 single family homes and uh, along the way also bought like about a hundred units of apartment buildings that half of them we flipped, half of them we kept started a wholesaling business, um, 
last year. So yeah, we can get into a lot of different things. <laughs> Whichever one we want to go to. Yeah, you got a bunch <laughs> going on. And yeah. I love that. So let's start on Martel Turnkey for a second there. We'll, we'll start there and we can kind of uh, go from there. Um, sure. So on your website, looking at that, you've got the markets you guys are invested, the rentals for sale. You talk about your team a little bit. You have some talk about yeah. the process. So how does someone come and find you guys? How, why would they buy a turnkey rental instead of do it themselves? Yeah. Kind of sell us on the process. Sure. So turnkey rentals are great for a certain type of investor. Um, an investor that has $20,000 in the bank, uh, W2 or 1099 income for the last two years, good credit score, uh, and somebody that is, you know, limited on time. So mm. for people that have a ton of time and like, you know, a hundred, 200 grand, like, yeah, you probably shouldn't buy turnkey. You probably can go do, make a higher return doing something else because you're putting in your time into it. Right. So a turnkey is a very passive investment in my opinion, where it takes per property, maybe an hour or two of work, which is literally just replying to an email or a phone call from property management every, every month. Right. So that's kind of who the target market is. Uh, the benefit of our turnkey company compared to the competitors out there is a couple of things. So the property management companies we use are all third party. So it's not in-house. So the only way that we make profit is actually by selling the property and making a profit on selling the asset. We don't make any kind of recurring revenue from property management or, or referrals or anything like that. So everything's third party that we're connecting people with. It also gives us leverage with those third party property management companies because sometimes I think it's happened out of 300 times, maybe like once or twice where just like the property management company didn't get along with the client. The client comes mm -hmm. to us, hey, we don't, I don't really like this guy, he's a dick. Okay, cool, I'll connect you with somebody else, another property management company in my network and you can go move over there, no hard feelings, right? Whereas if I did own the property management company, now it might be a little bit of a conflict of interest. Right, um, yeah. So there's that. The other thing too, is we always sell our homes for appraised value or less. So some people put houses under contract for like 130 grand and it appraises for 110,000 bucks. We'll drop the price down to 110,000 bucks, sell the oh, house, wow. get it over with. Yeah. So some people have gotten some ridiculous deals. Um, that's <laughs> for sure from taking advantage of that, uh, little thing that we do. So yeah, those are kind of the main differentiators. Um, and like I said, I mean, we, the process for us is we go buy these single family homes, renovate them, rent them out, put the property management company in place and then resell them. So the clients come, they get property management, financing, insurance, all that kind of stuff, a tenant in place already at closing as well. So they're going to be making money from day one. Okay. And what's the reason that you guys like to sell the assets right after you really get it stabilized versus just holding on to it to add to that portfolio? Yeah, so it gets really difficult with um, the portfolio cash out refinances with the, the property value minimums, the seasoning requirements. Um, a lot of them are, are recourse loans and they require personal guarantees and all this kind of stuff. So we, we kind of set it up in a way where we have a lender. Once we've owned a property for six months, we have a lender who can help us do that refinance once it hits that six month seasoning mark. So we right. do have lenders lined up and we've done it maybe a few times, but I mean, right now our, our website is complete, we're completely sold out and we have been for the last couple months with just due to record low inventory. It's just hard to find deals right now. Um, right. We're still buying like 10 to 15 houses a month, but it's just like, they're all in weird situations. Like, you know, tenant is in there not paying due to the moratorium. So you'll have to buy it now, hold it, try to get them out and then you can sell it. So um, it's just, it's a weird time right now to get in and there's just yeah really limited inventory right now that we're seeing 
Right. And let's just touch on those things you talked about real quick for those that don't know that are a little bit newer. So things like recourse versus non-recourse. So basically, you know, your guarantor, if you do default on the loan, they can come after your personal assets. If it's recourse, if it's non-recourse, you, your partners, your family are protected. If you do, they do have to foreclose on you. And then seasoning period. Basically, you have to have ownership of the property or have a certain loan on the property for X amount of time before whatever lender using credit union regional can come back and refinance that property. Um, any other terms in there that you mentioned you wanted to touch on? Yeah, so seasoning, recourse. No, I think that's it. And okay. just also oh, the minimum property values too. So a lot of mm. banks, I mean, we're dealing in like 75 to 100K kind of price ranges. Some banks are like have 100K minimum loan amounts. So your house has to be worth 130, 140 grand, right? So it just, it gets really complicated for us. And there's not really a great lender that we found that has no seasoning, non-recourse in, you know, in the sub $100,000 space. If anybody knows any lenders, please let us know because we would love to start doing that. Right, right. Then it, it's, it's tough too, because the whole Burr method, as good as it sounds, it's a big question mark until that final ref, uh, appraisal comes through is yep. really what it comes down to. And I'm sure, and you touched on that a little bit in the beginning where not all burrs go perfectly. So those first 10 single families you guys had, I'm mm -hmm. sure you left some capital in each or a few along oh, yeah. the way. Um, yep. Just to touch on that for the listeners real quick, it's just, you know, if we're shooting for an ARV of 120 and it only comes back at a hundred, your $20,000 difference, you're leaving all that money in the deal. I mean, do you want to speak on that a little bit and to your experience as well? I've written so many blog posts and talk about that so much. Like the, I think one of the top blog posts on that website, martaltrinky.com is the five risks of the burst strategy. I think if you type burr, it comes up like on Google, it comes up pretty high. Um, and it's because it, like everybody's talking about it, like you know, like it's five or 10 years ago when you could burr and you could cash out refinance it all if your appraisal happens, right? So, but now, I mean, I had a phone call with somebody last week who thought that they can still do like a, the burr strategy and pull out 100% of their money. And I'm like, those times are gone. I have not seen people do that successfully at scale. Yeah, maybe you can find a unicorn here or there, but like try right. doing that 10 times a month, it's not going to happen. And the biggest thing too is like, like what we said, that's why like we like selling the turnkey rentals um, and then getting the appraisal back and then we can, you know, come with a decision. But like, if you're getting into a property to Burr and your only, your only exit strategy is for a good appraisal. I mean, you're banking a lot of money on one person's opinion about the value of that property. And so it's a lot of risk that I try to let people know about, like, Hey, make sure when you are running comps, like, all right, you, you think it's worth hundred K appraisal comes in at 80 K. Are you still good? Are you good to keep that deal? You know, what's your ROI then? What does that look like? Right. So it's very, very rarely going to come in over the appraised value. So are you, are you still happy with the deal and the cash flow of that property? Or if not, do you have the ability to sell it to somebody or sell it some way or sell it to somebody for cash or something like that? So just making sure you have more than one exit. I'm just, I'm a big like three exit strategy kind of guy. So, you know, yeah, as everyone wanna, should be. Yeah. Like, all right. I have the ability to refinance it. I have the ability to sell it, sell it on martelturnkey.com. And I also have the ability uh, to sell it on the wholesaling company website for somebody all cash, you know, like we right. always have like multiple different ways to get out of the deal. And, and I think that's super important too, having that exit strategy, because, you know, let's just kind of switch gears real quick to large multifamily. If we're doing a syndication and we think we've got a five-year hold on that syndication 
and yeah. we only do, let's say, an adjustable rate mortgage at five year or uh, a five year term, so to speak. Well, year five, let's say a pandemic happens and you can't refinance or you can't sell or you don't have the income to back up the property for the value you think it is, you're yeah. stuck. You need to have multiple exit strategies. And that's sometimes looking at the leverage style. Maybe I want seven years if I plan to exit in five. So I have a two year buffer, you know, have someone on the back door that can uh, buy it from us, uh, different refinance options, everything that you need to have. Yeah. And, you know, again, that big question mark is that appraisal. A big part of that entire process of that burr is buying at a discount is really what it is. And yeah. you, you need that spread because if you do run into that situation, like you're talking about. So let, let's touch on buying at a discount a little bit. How are you guys finding your acquisitions? Are you doing uh, door knocking, cold calling, direct mailer, banded signs? What do you guys got going on? So the wholesaling company uh, is doing texting and cold calling. Uh, Martel Turnkey obviously buys from that wholesaling company. So we buy from wholesalers. We still buy a good amount of stuff on the MLS. Um, it's getting less and less. And then we also buy a lot of stuff from like pocket listings from realtors and brokers. Um, just with people that we've met, you know, have relationship with the last five years. We've bought a bunch of their deals that when they were on the MLS and then like, wow, these guys are amazing and easy to work with and don't renegotiate. So I'm just going to keep sending them all my deals that come around this area that are all cash that need value add. So I don't have to deal with any of the BS. I know I'm going to just be able to close. So that's, that's really how we're, and especially like in a times like this, where like, it's very you know, inventory constrained. I think those you're pulling on a lot of those relationship strings right now to get deals where the other guys are kind of hurting or looking at the stuff on the MLS. And it's just really hard to, uh, yeah, it's really hard to find stuff on the MLS right now. It definitely is. And, you know, that networking piece you were saying when you're going to school and you did all, you know, 5 PM to 10 PM classes, cause you spent that earlier part of the day networking and now all that's yep. paying off. Um, yep. even in this tough market, it is, it is very, difficult, so to speak. And did you say you guys also have a wholesaling company yourself or someone you work with? No, it's our own wholesale. We started our own wholesaling company with two of my friends from college. They were uh, working full-time jobs and it was, uh, I kind of knew that it was, the, the Mar Martel Turnkey wanted to scale from 10 houses a month to be doing 30 or 40 houses a month. And we said, all right, how are we going to do that? You either add more markets or you find more deals in your markets. And so, all right, we can, we can try adding some new markets, which we have um, St. Louis and Detroit last year. And then it's like, okay, but then how do we find more deals in the current markets that we have? Well, we can do our own marketing. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, I don't want to manage that. Maybe we can start a wholesaling company. I'll bring in a couple of my buddies from college. And so that's exactly what we did. We, uh, it was like, I don't know, Christmas day or new year's or so. it was <laughs> one of those major days. And I send a big email to both of them. Hey guys, Merry Christmas. You're going to work for me. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Let's work together and start this business and leave your jobs. And they replied to that same, like an hour later, let's do it. And awesome. um, so they came back home from their vacation. One of them was like traveling around Europe and stuff. And they came back from their vacation, put in their 30 day notice and we were off to the races. So with the wholesaling company, is it kind of like keep the best, sell the rest kind of thing for you? No, we, we try to treat every business that we have as its own independent business. Um, so we try to not be as biased, like, um, yeah, we try to be as not biased as possible. So we kind of just, will take in for the wholesaling business, we'll market out a property. We'll look at all the offers. Martel Turnkey will be one of those offers. 
And of course, it's going to be very high up on the list because ease to work with. We know we're going to close, you know, all that kind of stuff. And yeah. It's going to be all cash, <laughs> you know, so it's still, and then, you know, of course they're going to get other offers in. And if, if they have an offer that's like $30,000 higher than us, yeah. All right. Go ahead. Take that, take that right. deal. Make the extra $30,000. Right you know, on the front end there. Exactly. Whereas with Martel Turnkey, you only made five or 10. Now you can make 30, 40, 50,000 bucks. Yeah. Go ahead. Take the money. So we try to look at it, you know, like that angle, just to make sure everybody, every, every business is making money and is profitable. And one of them's not, you know, eating the other one. Exactly. Yeah. Now these markets that you've expanded to Memphis, Cleveland, Detroit, uh, St. Louis, talk to me about why those markets and how you jumped into those. Um, so why those markets? So first of all, it starts off with like a macro macro view of the economies. So like price to rent ratios, median home values, median rents, and then coming up with the, the price to rent ratios to see if the cash flow, the market is cash flowing or not as a whole, right? So um, I think in Memphis, like median home prices, like 120,000 bucks and median rents are right around a thousand bucks. So it's pretty close to the 1% rule. Therefore, you know, if you look at that's at the market as a whole. So therefore that market is going to be, you know, have good cash flow in certain pockets. Right. And so that is true for, for all the markets we're invested in. And then we look for certain things too, like just like good economics. So whether that's population growth or job growth or who the major employers are, do we think we're going to, they're going to be there in 30 years? Um, the economic development committee. So is the city or government doing anything to bring in businesses? Are they giving tax, you know, tax-free advantages for the Amazon to come there and build a warehouse? And for all of these markets, that is true as well. They do have like committees and called economic development committees to bring in these businesses to their markets. Um, then once you kind of figure that out, um, which by the way, we made a website called investor-list.com, which like takes all of this kind of data that I'm talking about and puts it on one central website. So feel free to check that out. But once you do that with the macroeconomics, then you dive deeper into like the neighborhoods, for example. So for those like neighborhood specific stuff, so we want like uh, little to no crime, close to jobs, and then also like not too far away from downtown. So I don't want to be out in the middle of nowhere, like an hour or two hours outside of like past suburbia core. kind of thing. Yeah. yeah, past suburbia. So our, our kind of thing has been like right in suburbia kind of because you get a little bit outside of the city. So you don't have the crime. And then there's also normally some jobs or warehouse jobs, whether it's blue or white collar outside in suburbia. And then always, if they, if they do have a job downtown, it's not too far away. So those are kind of the things that we look for. Um, and yeah, our price range for these properties is, you know, ARVs, $100,000 or less is kind of the, the price points that we're targeting, which that right off the bat, like knocks off a lot of markets across the country, right? Majority of the United States kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. And when you're going into these markets, how are you building relationships to find contractors or other wholesalers or agents for those pocket listings, all of that fun stuff? Yeah, good question. So the way that we do it is when we're going into a market to build a team is really first starts off with property management. I think that's the biggest key person that you're going to need and really like going to them and pitching for us. It's like pitching the business. Hey, we're Marshall Turnkey. We're doing 10, 15 houses a month in other markets. We want to do the same in Detroit. Uh, how can we work together? Is that a good amount of volume for you? Can you handle that? Blah, blah, blah. You can. Okay, great. You know, here's what we're going to need. You know, do you have contractors that can help us when we buy houses to renovate them? Do you have somebody that can submit offers for us? Do you have 
teams that can do the leasing, how quick can you lease, you know, like, and then we go through like a rattle off a bunch of questions about like them and their process and stuff like that. Then we go out there, actually physically meet them, see their office, make sure they're set up in the right way. And the reason why we know that is because we have like really good examples in our markets that are well-developed, the mm -hmm. Memphis and the Cleveland. So you can go into those offices and be like, okay, this is where, this is how things are set up and stuff like that. And, you know, if you go to a, a new market and you see somebody's office and it's all scattered and there's no departments and everybody's just on one email thread, um, then yeah, it's going to be, it's not going to work out and not be very scalable. So uh, those are the kind of things we look for when we're in a market and like building the team. Awesome. I like it. I, I definitely like what you guys are doing with this whole turnkey business. I know there's a lot of investors out there that are constrained on time. And so something like yeah. this is just right up their alley and works for them so they can get in that investing world, get their, you know, get their feet wet, so to speak. Yep. You touched on a little bit earlier of some apartment slash multifamily investing you guys were doing. Do you want to talk a little bit more in depth about that as well? Sure. So apartment buildings, we, um, we've done close to a hundred units, I think 80 or 90, 90 or so units. Um, so far that we bought, we bought the first couple buildings in late 2018, early 2019, bought it with our own cash. So we were kind of selling all these houses on marktelturnkey.com. And then, you know, you start, you started to see your cash pile kind of going up in the bank account. Then you're like, okay, maybe we can test something a little bit bigger. So then we did a four unit building. We did that, we burned that deal. And then we were like, okay, now we have that money back. Like maybe we can do something bigger. And one of my wholesalers in Memphis sent me a 20 unit building in Memphis. And I was like, holy crap, this is crazy. Um, the rents that were like- stack four method there. Yeah, <laughs> the rents were like 425 a month. Um, the market rents were like 750 to 850. Uh, every unit needed like 15 to 20K of work. Uh, and then it needed like a new roof, new landings, uh, new concrete, new fence, new everything. Um, so we bought that building for about a million bucks, renovated it for like 600,000 bucks or so. And we just sold that building for 2.2 million bucks uh, last month. Um, so that was a good little two-year project, little apartment building flip. Um, and so we did the first couple of buildings with our own, our own money. And then the deals kind of kept coming after that, as everybody says, the first deal is always the hardest, which is true. Yeah. Uh, after we bought those first deals, then brokers started just blowing us up with deals that they had or what we're looking for next. And then these other deals kept on coming. And then when those deals started coming in, then, uh, we didn't really have any more money we wanted to place because we had placed funded the first two deals. So we said, all right, let's bring in some joint venture partners for these deals. And so we started reaching out to our turnkey buyers and said, hey, turnkey buyers, we have a multifamily opportunity to partner up with us because we had that relationship with them already. And um, we, we funded the next three deals in that manner, uh, raising joint venture funds. We would put some skin in the game, sign on the loan, and we'd raise the rest of the money and we would do like a true joint venture um, agreement with those people. I love it. No. Awesome. Awesome job. Anything else you wanted to touch on before you head into our next section of the show? No, I'm good. Cool. Cool. So we'll head over to the curious cues. We're going to fire some questions over at you and get your answer. Question number one, favorite podcast you enjoy listening to? I like Joe Rogan's podcast. This is not real estate related, but Joe Rogan's podcast when he has <laughs> interesting guests. Um, for me, the biggest podcast that helped me get into real estate and learn a ton was 
uh, Bigger Pockets podcast. Yeah. Just because the amount of volume that they had and the amount of guests and stuff. Um, you don't really need to listen to the, the whole episode, but it was just really nice to see like, because they had the same kind of rotation. Like, how did you start and how'd you go from zero to one kind of thing? So it was really good for beginners to just get that repetition of all the stories exactly. that, that are told on there. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's great. I, a lot of people have got their start with them. Yep. Favorite book you enjoy reading? Favorite book that I enjoy reading? Uh, one that probably hasn't been said here before is um, Sell It Like Sirhant by Ryan Sirhant. Heck yeah. Yep. You read I, it? Oh yeah, I got it right here. I, I read oh it. Oh my and God. So he went to school. He went to college in my small hometown of Clinton, New York, where there was only 70 graduating kids in my class. Hamilton oh, College is where he went. So I knew of him and I read his book. It's a great, great book. It's yeah, it's it really good. talked it's, about enough. No, it doesn't. And that's the thing. It's it's really underrated. That's why I always I always kind of preach that book, especially if you're in say I mean we're all kind of in sales, but like if you yeah. have a true sales team or you're trying to scale that up, which Martel Turnkey obviously we do. And so it was just really interesting the uh the things that he had to share in there for sure. So balls in the air, man. You just gotta have as many balls in the air and that's yeah, your yeah. opportunities is what it is. And yep. uh, did, did you read Big Money Energy yet? No. It's a set. He just came out with another one. Like literally just came out. Oh, and really? Check it out. Yeah. Wow. Okay, Big cool. Money Energy. Yeah. All right. I'll uh, <laughs> next question. Biggest hurdle in real estate you've had to overcome? Uh, biggest hurdle that I've had to overcome would be, man. I mean, right now, the biggest problem in my business is lack of inventory right. i guess we're all kind of hurting um the second biggest one um when you're doing high volume flipping business or a turnkey business like this the biggest problem is uh cash flow management which again mm. is something that nobody talks about because nobody's really doing that many <laughs> houses a month and then like hey this is how you flip 50 houses a month it's like nobody talks about that kind of stuff um but imagine you have like all right, we have like 55 houses in the pipe, right? So you have these houses you're buying, which close on certain days, which you need the cash in the bank account to pay for those. Then you yeah. have unpaid rehab bids. So you paid a portion of the rehab bid, but not all of it. So you have to have the money in the bank to pay for those. And that's up in the air when that happens. And then you have houses that are, you know, selling. So you have money coming in to restart the entire process. So as you can imagine, it gets very uh, complicated. You know, take that times 50 properties with different dates. Um, and then right, you have right. the salaries on top of it and all this and interest payments to investors. And so that's the biggest thing that uh, probably nobody talks about, which is probably just one of the biggest growing pains. And I think kills a lot of like high volume flippers because that's why you see those houses on the MLS, like stopped renovations halfway. Yeah, halfway done. <laughs> yeah, cash flow yep. management. Ran out of cash. Yep. Favorite non-real estate related hobby. So when you're not doing all things real estate, which most of us always are, what are you doing in your yep. free time? Uh, soccer. So I'm a uh, play My soccer man. probably like four to five times a week. Played college soccer in a couple of adult leagues now that just opened up due to COVID finally opened up. You're speaking my language. So I, I played in high school, like our senior year, we were 19 and 0. We were a phenomenal team. And then- uh, I didn't go to school, so I didn't play at all. And, you know, so I just started playing in a men's league this year. I started a men's league and it's like a bunch of real estate investors, which is kind of cool. And no way. got out there first time in like six years. 
And my body's like, what is this extra weight you didn't have with you? Like six years ago, I was just like That's dying, crazy. pulling muscles left and right. But yeah, you're speaking my language, man. <laughs> I got to come out there and play with you guys then one time. Heck yeah. We can always use the sub. We're all gassed all the time now. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Love it. And uh, newbie advice. So what advice would you give to someone that's looking to get started? My biggest advice would be to take all the resources you have. So the time, money, who you know, and then kind of choose the best strategy that makes sense for your resources you have. So everybody wants to be a, you're doing apartment building syndication or ground up construction of 3000 units. Hell, I want to do it. But I understand that with my current resources, I would have to drop everything in order to take the risk in order to do that, right? So look at what you have, what you've got, the time, money, and who you know, and figure out the best strategy that you can start today that will eventually get you there. And you're going to have no idea how wholesaling is going to get you to ground up construction, but I'm telling you it will happen. Awesome. I love it. Throwing those plugs for us. What websites where people contact you whatever you yeah. got let's hear it all right cool so best place to reach out to me is on instagram at martel antoine on instagram martelturnkey.com if you're interested in turnkey rental properties you can go there and book a phone call with one of us um and those are probably the two best places in my instagram there's also a link tree in there which has a bunch of other links uh i have a book as well and i think in the link tree you can get the book for free that i wrote um so yeah Cool. Awesome. We appreciate your time. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Of course. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening. We hope you were able to take some value away from today's episode. For more information or to connect with Dante, visit victorycapgroup.com. See you next week.